Hi, I'm Daniel Fuller from the Abundant Life Training Center, and welcome to our daily communion meditation, where today we're talking about the perfect fit. The perfect fit. So I was reading the other night in Psalm 147, Psalm 147, and the very first verse, verse 1 of Psalm 147, said how pleasant and fitting it is for us to praise God. How pleasant and fitting it is for us to praise God. And then I began to, to look up that word fitting. And I found some interesting things. The Hebrew word for that word fitting. It can mean fitting. It can mean seamless. It can also mean beautiful or lovely. And so what I feel like God's beginning to connect some ideas for me here. We talk a lot about what we call beautiful solutions. A beautiful solution is one that comes from above. It's one that God makes happen in our life, that he brings into our life. Something that we can never make happen on our own. And these beautiful solutions, they are the perfect fit. The right thing at the right time. Just this perfect fit. And I was thinking about this idea of just seamless. They are totally seamless when God provides a solution. And that just reminds me of the, the garment, the tunic or the garment that Jesus was wearing when he goes to the cross. It says it was seamless. It says it was woven top to bottom. It was woven from top to bottom. And that word that goes from top to bottom is the same word that Jesus uses when, we say, when he says we must be born from above. It's these beautiful solutions that come from above in our lives that are the perfect fit. They are seamless. They just fit perfectly. And so I've been thinking about this because this month, the month of August of 2022, we've been doing what we call the connection challenge. Connecting on a new level with God our purpose, our loved ones, and our community. And when I think of connection, everything has to fit together. You want these seamless connections. And part of this challenge is understanding how everything fits together. And God makes it fit together beautifully and seamlessly. So we're going to be asking for God's help today. Just giving us wisdom and understanding of this perfect fit and the beautiful solutions that he brings to us how we can make things more seamless in our own lives as he provides these beautiful solutions from above. We're going to be asking for wisdom and understanding and also knowledge for how do we practically apply this into our lives. But why are we taking a communion every day? About 10 years ago, I had pretty much no spiritual life whatsoever. I was doing life on my own without God, doing things my own way. But my life wasn't going the way that I wanted it to go. At the time, I was running my personal training business, and the business started out great, but I got into some tough times. I had some months where I was losing thousands of dollars in a month, and I remember getting to this place of going for a walk with my wife and just telling her over and over, there's got to be a better way to live. I had the weight and stress and pressure of the business. My life was very unbalanced. I was looking for a better way. And shortly after that, I came across a challenge to start reading one chapter from the book of Proverbs every day. Proverbs has 31 chapters. So on day one of the month, you read Proverbs chapter one. Day two of the month, you read Proverbs chapter two. And then you keep going like that until the end of the month. And then you start back over again. Well, I've been doing this for a little while. And then one day, Proverbs 13, 22 seemed to jump off the page of me. It says, a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. And that verse got me thinking, what's the most valuable thing that we could pass on to future generations? Well, the Proverbs tell us that wisdom, understanding, knowledge, those are the key things. Those are the principal things 
And so I made a commitment that day. I want to pass on manuals and lessons and teaching for all the different areas of life. But really, when I got started, I had no clue where to start. So I began to seek after God, began to totally immerse myself in the things of God. My relationship with him began to grow. He began to teach me. He began to train me. He began to teach me this whole new way of living. This completely different way to operate my life. We make him the source. We make him the center of it. We learn how to rest and we learn how to trust in him. We learn how to trust in him to provide these beautiful solutions at the perfect time that are seamless, that are the perfect fit for our life. Because I learned when I try to make things happen on my own, it's often not the perfect fit. I often just create more problems and more side effects. But these beautiful solutions, I like to say they, they create these ripple effects, these virtuous cycles of good in our life. They are the perfect fit. But learning how to walk this out wasn't always easy. It meant I had to unlearn some old ways, to let go of some old patterns and learn how to, to walk in this new way of living. And I began to document what God was taking me through, the things that he was teaching me. And it turned into this series of books and courses and now partners that we have called the Abundant Life Blueprint. But out of everything we do in the Abundant Life Blueprint, I do believe the most important lesson that I would want to pass on is daily communion. Daily communion is what I call the number one table turner for all of life. It has the ability to create a turning point in our lives, to turn the tables and change the trajectory of our lives going forward. Jesus says, as often as you do this, remember me. And there's something so powerful about remembering and not forgetting, especially when we're in the busyness of life. We've got issues and problems coming at us today. It helps us to abide in him so that our lives produce much fruit. 1 Corinthians 11.26 says, Every time we take communion, we're proclaiming the death of Jesus, which in the case of a will or an inheritance, nothing happens until you prove the death. So in a way, communion is like an activation of all the benefits that are found in this new covenant. And it sets in motion all of these benefits. But it's also important we take it the right way. Every time we take communion, to take it with the fear of the Lord, with deep awe and honor and reverence, for the sacrifice of Jesus and all that he went through. And I also think it's important to remember what his sacrifice means for us today. So the process we use, we start with about a two minute long prayer that's mostly scripture coming from Ephesians chapter one and the prayer of Jabez found in first Chronicles chapter four. And then we take a few minutes to examine ourselves because the apostle Paul says some people are weak and sick and they die early because they don't examine themselves before taking communion. And if communion has the power to do that in the negative, I believe it has the power to make us healthy and strong and give us long life if we take it the right way. And then after our time of communion, we're usually going over some physical fitness tips. Because I truly believe physical exercise is meant to teach us how to exercise our faith, to help us practice that. So let's get started with our prayer. Heavenly Father, I pray for all those who are watching or listening their families, all those connected to them and our church and governmental leaders. Thank you for releasing us from darkness and transferring us into the light, into the kingdom of your dear son. Thank you for your purpose and grace given to us in Christ Jesus before time ever began. I thank you that Jesus was smitten for us so that you could fight for us. And I keep asking that you, the father of glory, would give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that we would know you better. 
that the eyes of our hearts would be enlightened to know the hope to which you've called us and the riches of your glorious inheritance that is in us and the immeasurable greatness of your power to us who believe. The same power that you exercised in Christ when you raised him from the dead and seated him at your right hand in heavenly places. Far, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion in every name that is named. Not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And you put all things under his feet and made him to be the head of the body. The fullness of him who fills all in all. And Father, I ask you to bless us. And to make your face shine upon us, let us find grace and favor in your eyes. Expand our borders and our territory. Expand our capacity to receive your purpose and grace, your love and your goodness, and to let it flow through us so that we do good and are a blessing to people all over the world. Send us opportunities to do good and be a blessing today and help us be sensitive to those opportunities. Keep your hand on us and help us do today what's right and best in your eyes and do, help us do it with peace and joy and confidence in you. And we ask you to stretch out your hand to heal and do signs and wonders and keep us from evil and pain. Through the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. All right, we're going to go through the other half of prayer. This is our time to examine ourselves. Are we making today a masterpiece? And how are we going to do that? We're going to get connected to the master. We're going to bring our relationship with him down into today. And masters of anything are simply masters of the fundamentals. And that's where we talk about executing these four fundamentals with some presence and some fun today. But before we go through the fundamentals, let's remember God's got a process. When he took the people from Egypt to the promised land, there were some steps and some stages along the way. It didn't all just happen in one day. And in a similar way for us to step into the promises and the inheritance that God has for us in Christ. I think there's a process. There's some steps and stages for us to learn how to walk this out. And I think it starts with us believing God's got something better for our life. Better than we could ever ask or think or dream or imagine. But his plan for our life is probably going to look impossible. We have to be willing to move forward with him rather than wanting to go back to the way things used to be. And then we've got to learn to put off our old ways and to walk out this new way of living. But we learn to rest and to trust in him and to allow his beautiful plan to unfold in our lives. The perfect fit for our lives. Learning how to walk in faith and trust and love and humility. And learning how to walk this out. And that's where these four fundamentals come in, I believe. So our first one, let's get positioned in the light today. Every day, got to keep repositioning ourselves back into the light. And I think it starts with humility, humbling ourselves in relationship to God, humbling ourselves in relationship to other people. Because it's the humble who are given grace. It's the humble who are exalted and promoted. And we're going to take our position in forgiveness today. Receiving forgiveness from God, forgiving ourselves in the middle, which we often forget to do, and walking in forgiveness with other people. And to walk in the light is to walk in love, kind and patient and gentle. Not arrogant or rude or boasting or envious, not easily angered, keeping no record of wrongs, assuming the best, rejoicing in the truth, delighting in the truth, always hoping, always trusting, always persevering, because love never fails. 
And we're going to take our position in gratitude and praise today. It's one of the greatest expressions of faith, and it's one of the easiest ways to maintain our positioning all day long. And being in position is a big deal, because it puts us in position to be able to receive everything that God has for us. Imagine a quarterback and a receiver. The quarterback throws the pass, but the receiver turns and he runs in the wrong direction. He's out of position to receive. When we step into the light, we're stepping into Christ. And God has taken everything that he has and he put it all in him. And we get this amazing opportunity. We get access to all those good things today. His spirit and power and presence, his love and peace and joy, his mind and wisdom, purpose and grace, health and energy, time, finances, resources. It's all available. I like to call it a pipeline of living water. And first, we've got to get in position to turn on the flow of this pipeline. And then our second fundamental, I believe, is we're going to magnify the light. It's going to build a bigger pipeline where God can flow more of all these good things through us. It's going to expand that capacity. And to magnify the light, imagine the example of two baskets on a balancing scale. On one side, we've got a basket full of the issues and problems and testings that we face. On the other side, we've got a basket full of our praises to God, praising him for who he is, praising him for all that he's done for us. And to magnify the light, which basket are we going to fill up? With our focus, our attention, our thoughts, our words, our meditation, which basket are we going to fill up? To magnify the light, we can magnify God's word, his unfailing love and faithfulness, his mighty works that nothing's impossible with him. We can magnify every good thing he's done for us in Christ and just stay focused on all the things that are going well, all that he's already done in our lives. Because what he started, he's going to finish. He's going to see it through to completion. Now, this is not denying that there's issues or problems. It's simply in the face of those issues and problems, choosing to fill up that other basket, fill up that basket of praise, <clears throat> because we trust that God can solve those problems a whole lot better than we can. But he does give us a choice. We could choose not to do any of this. We could stay stuck in pride and rebellion, insisting on our own way, filling up the wrong basket with venting and complaining and pouting, toiling away at our mind, trying to figure it all out. And that's where we have to learn to recognize the symptoms. When we're out of position or magnifying the wrong things, it's going to produce some symptoms in our life. We might find ourselves retaliating at people or snapping at people. We might withhold good things that we know to do because someone did something we didn't like. We might avoid people or give them the silent treatment or isolate ourselves. Or we might think God is doing these things to us, which is simply not the case. On the inside, you'll have this heaviness and weight and pressure like it's all sitting on you. You might have feelings of hopelessness or helplessness, like you're trapped or you're stuck and it seems like there's no way out. And all that weight and pressure on the inside just drains all the energy right out of you. Emotionally, there's the fear and stress and worry. We're dreading things in the future, envisioning all these worst case scenarios. And unfortunately, this can become a habit. This can become a vicious cycle that seems to keep repeating. And the more we magnify this, the more it begins to grow. But when we take our position in the light, there's rest in our soul. And the more we magnify it, the more these symptoms begin to grow. There's rest in our soul. And when we rest, God goes to work. And all those good things he gave us in Christ begin to flow through us. And when he's doing the work, everything is free and easy and effortless and energizing. 
And all those good things begin to flow. And now all of a sudden we've got hope in any and every situation. Because we've got God with us. And if all this weren't enough, God gives us this amazing gift of grace. That if we ever get off track, it just takes a moment to turn it right back around again. Because sometimes we miss it. And I think it starts with presence. Getting more aware of the symptoms that we're experiencing. And realizing there's help, there's power, there's grace for today to turn those things back around. I think it starts with humility. Father, forgive me. I've missed it. I'm off track right now. We receive that forgiveness from him. We forgive ourselves. Stop beating ourselves up over it. If we need to forgive somebody else or reconcile with somebody else, we take those steps. And then we start praising and magnifying him for his grace and his goodness. And I like to pray this very simple prayer. Father, thank you that what you put within me, it's more than enough to handle whatever is coming at me today in a beautiful, graceful way. Help me tap into it and see it flowing in my life at a greater level today. You go through that simple process, that weight just lifts off you. Everything begins to flow again. It's a beautiful thing. And then our third fundamental. We've got to stay tuned in today. As you get that river of living water flowing through you, God's going to begin to go to work. He's going to begin to flow through you. He's going to give you some vision and some direction for your life. And then it's just a matter of staying tuned into him, following his leading. And one of my favorite ways to stay tuned into him is with a journal before bed. And I like to start at the very top with what I call some filters to help me stay in rhythm with God, in rhythm, in step with him. And these filters are just short phrases or little statements that I keep rewriting as little reminders for me every night. I like to start at the very top with a filter for the big picture vision. Where do I feel like God is leading me in my life? For me personally, that's Abundant Life Training Centers all over the world, making the body of Christ healthy and beautiful. And then I want to bring it down into this year. What do I feel like is the word or the vision or the direction God gave me for this year? For example, for me personally, this year, 2022, the year of the beautiful land. And I keep rewriting that every night at the top of my journal. And then I want to bring it down into this month. What are we working on this month? This month, we are prioritizing connection. We're doing that connection challenge. Prioritizing connection. And then I want to bring it down into this week. And that's where we talk about our yearly cycle updates. As we go throughout the cycle or circle of a year, think of it like a 360-degree view of who God is and all that he's done for us in Christ. Different times of the year, different seasons, just give us little different reminders and nudges back in the right direction to keep us moving forward. This time of year, as we're in early August, it's a reminder to refocus, to recommit back to the fundamentals, because sometimes we drift off track a little bit. And then I like to start my journal with gratitude and praise to get in position, and then to magnify. What went well today? What are all the ways that I saw God showing up today? Because the more we magnify them, the more of them we're going to see. And then I like to ask this question. God, what were you trying to show me today? And get still and listen and reflect back over the day. And whatever comes into my mind, begin to write those things down. And then we've got to stay connected with him as we walk out the day. If you ever feel like you're losing that connection with him, just take a couple minutes, take a couple deep breaths. Get aware of his presence with you. Think of it like plugging in a phone. You're going to get powered up in him again. And then I want to bring my journal all the way down into today. And that's where I like to plan out the upcoming day with God. And that's where I've learned to stick with my fourth fundamental here. 
What do I know to do today? Because I learned sometimes I was getting out ahead of God, toiling away in my mind, trying to figure things out, trying to force things to happen ahead of schedule. On the other side, sometimes I was procrastinating on things that I knew to do. And so I've learned to stick with, what do I know to do today? And that becomes the plan for the day. We write out that plan and then we wake up like a kid on Christmas morning, excited for the day because this is the day that the Lord has made. And we remember this very important principle that the first thing out of our mouth every morning sets the tone for the whole day. And as I began to learn about this, I began to seek God. What's the best thing for us to say in the morning? I felt like he was taking me back to Genesis chapter 1. The very first words we see God speak, let there be light. And so now those are the first words out of my mouth in the morning, let there be light. And it's amazing how such a simple little thing brings a different energy into the day. And then we get connected with him. We start walking out that plan in full confidence in him. That he's right there with us every step of the way. And when we get to that place of confident faith, his grace begins to surge through us. He begins to go to work. He begins to beautify our lives, to bring these beautiful solutions into our life that are the perfect fit, that are seamless, things that we could never make happen on our own. And beauty is attractive and magnetic and begins to pull more and more of everything God has for us into our life. Let's take a look at these scriptures today. Psalm 147, verse 1. It says, Praise the Lord. How good it is to sing praises to him. How pleasant and fitting to praise him. That word fitting in the Hebrew, that word can also be translated as beautiful, seemly, lovely, fitting. And so something I'm seeing, last month we did a, a, a message or challenge on confidence through praise. Through praising God, we become more confident in him. Through praising him, I believe it helps us to bring these beautiful solutions into our life. These things that are the perfect fit at the perfect time. Things that we can never make happen on our own. And as I was thinking about this, I was thinking about the idea of seamless, seamless, seamless. Just a perfect connection. When I think of seamless, I think of the clothes of Jesus. Said the clothes he was wearing as he was went to, went to the cross. The soldiers were fighting over them because it was seamless. It was one piece woven from the top to the bottom. And that word for woven from top to bottom is the same word Jesus uses when he says that we must be born from above. It's these beautiful solutions in our life. They come from above. They come from us learning how to rest and how to trust in, our, in, in him. And they are the perfect fit. Perfect fit. And so, for Heavenly Father, we're asking for your help today. How pleasant and fitting it is to praise you. We're asking for wisdom and understanding and practical knowledge of what this means for us, how to walk this out. And how you always have the beautiful solutions, the perfect fit in our lives. We're asking for just opening our eyes to that. Help us to walk in this consistently. We just thank you for it. For these good and Perfect gifts from above. And we thank you that on the night Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread and said, this is my body broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's take a moment to remember. God sent us his one and only son to die for our sins. 
out of his great love for us. If he would do that, how would he not graciously and freely give us all things richly to enjoy? All of us like sheep had gone astray. We'd all turn to our own ways. We'd all try to do things our own way. Rather than resting and trusting in these beautiful solutions that come from him. And God laid upon Jesus the sins and the iniquities of us all. And by his stripes we've been healed. He was broken so that we could become whole. He became sin so that we could be righteous. He was destroyed by God so that our lives could be rebuilt. And so many more things. And then he's raised up back to life. Raised up and seated at God's right hand in heavenly places. And he raised us up with him and seated us together with him. He makes us right and holy and perfect in God's sight, all through his one sacrifice. So, Father, we thank you for this bread. And ask you to bless it in Jesus' name. If you have your bread, you can take your bread. Then after supper, Jesus took the cup. He said, this is the cup of the new covenant. In my blood, poured out for the forgiveness of sins for many. It's the forgiveness of sins that releases us from darkness and transfers us into the light. Into the kingdom of Jesus. And he's a great king. He makes his people great. His blood washes us and cleanses us. Makes us new. And gives us this new covenant with God. This blood sworn oath. In the blood of Jesus. That God is with us. He is for us. He's working for our good. In his covenant he will not break. So Father we thank you for this cup. And ask you to bless it in Jesus name. If you have your juice you can take your juice. All right, <clears throat> let's talk about physical fitness. Something for us to work on. Let's make our movements more seamless. We talk about in our daily communion workouts, if you don't have the workouts, if you go to our website, theabundantlifetrainingcenter.com, if you get on our email list, the daily communion meditations have a workout that's attached to them. We talk about making every rep of every exercise beautiful. It's one of the shortcuts I've found to see God's grace flowing. Taking a more gentle approach, trying to make it beautiful. Make it seamless. It just flows seamlessly. Part of that's coordinating our movement and our breath together. Everything connected, everything working together in unity. Making it seamless. But I hope this has been helpful for you today. If you'd like to learn more about partnering with us in the Abundant Life Blueprint, you can go to the Abundant Life Training Center. Dot com.